Welcome back to another episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. We've been hitting you every other week back to back, but last week, true apologies, our guest didn't show up. We had a no call, no show, and you know how that goes. Tommy and I tried to improvise, put something together last minute. We did put something together, um, pretty worthy to the audience's ears, but we were not recording on the on the film side, so... We're going to hold on to that, archive it, maybe give you a bonus episode at the end of the season. Um, with that being said, guys, welcome to today's episode of Season 4, Episode 2. My guest coming from the Burnett's Wrestling, correct? He yep. wrestled for Burnett's, then went on to Illyria to still wrestle for Burnett's. Yep. Um, quite the journey, quite the experience. A good friend of mine, still to this day. Um, 10 years of friendship right here, and probably 20 for with the guy behind the camera. So uh, without anything else from me, Mr. Matt Cannon, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Always supporting the show, and you're probably one of the most well-qualified guests to be on here. So Thank you. <laughs> What's been new? How's everything been? Uh, pretty busy, man. You know, getting engaged and dealing with wedding stuff. And yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. But besides that, man, just working, yeah. living life. So what goes into it? Because that's one thing I, I, I told you. That stresses me out, thinking about planning a wedding. What's been the funnest and what's been the hardest part? Uh, I can't say funnest anything yet because <laughs> the bachelor party hasn't happened. But, Fair enough. Uh, stressful about everything, really. You know, picking your caterer, your uh, DJ, your photographer. You yeah. Know, stuff adds up and you're just like, damn. That is what stresses me out yeah. is because it's like one of those things alone costs so much. It's like a DJ. Uh, you're talking thousands most of the oh, time, yeah. like maybe two grand, maybe more. I don't know. And um, like that alone would just be too much for me. So it's like, where do you find like this balance? Do you pick and choose? You, it's so it's so hard. Dude, and the worst part about it is like you, you want to be like, oh, let's go with the cheapest one, you know? Yeah. But then you're like, you get oh, what you shit. pay for. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you might get some photographer that just picked up a, you know, like an old camera. I was like, oh, I can shoot photos now. Yeah. Yep. And and, and that's a fact, bro. I was like, oh shit. Everyone wants do? to be a photographer, and the, I mean, dude, even the episode for reference point back with Max McCarty, you know, he's such a good dude that he would not say anything bad about like. People just picking up a camera and saying, like, I'm a photographer. Oh, yeah. But it 100% is a real thing. Like, people are putting out terrible quality and charging real photographer prices. I mean, that's it's crazy, too, because we went, I forget who we went with, but it's like two grand. And I'm like, man. Can we just take iPhones and like take pictures? <laughs> like hire someone just to be you can there. Hire, yeah, you can hire me for free <laughs> to walk around with the uh, with the iPhone. I yeah, got you. But we appreciate it. You know, everyone that's you know gonna be a part of our wedding and stuff. But it's a special. I mean, obviously, it's a special day. It's one of the biggest days in your life. And yeah, I mean, th that's what you want at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, the you, ones you love. Yes, I mean, it, to me, just trying to make the family happy, and of course, April. Yeah. Because it's about her pretty much that day, and I'm just there just to look good. <laughs> yeah. So. And 100% cry when she starts to walk out. That's like a that's <laughs> oh, like a thing. Man. You she like said something about to. that too. She was like, "Are you gonna cry when I walk down the aisle?" I was like, "I don't know. Am I supposed to?" <laughs> like, I can mace you moments you might have prior. To. Just, yeah. Just I'll just run quick. up from the back stands, <laughs> military style. I got you, dog. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> it helped me out tremendously. <laughs> She's like, stop crying. We got a kiss now. Yeah. I can't. I'm so happy. She's like, why do you smell like pepper? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's early in the morning, guys. He, uh, he had a golf outing yesterday. I uh, had a podcast I was on. Be easy with us. How was the golf outing? Dude, it was a bunch of fun. I mean, went with uh, Max McCarty and CJ Bazinski. You know. Shout out to those boys. Absolutely. Great time. And I, what was it for? Was it for the hockey team? Yeah, the Amherst Hockey. Okay. Yep. It was, a, a, I think, a benefit for them. So all the money went towards them, I think. Yeah. But there was a lot of people. I mean, each hole had like 12 guys on it. Damn. It was huge. Okay, so that's a great turnout. Yeah. And for anyone listening, information on Amherst Hockey they actually took away the hockey team due to lack of funding. It's technically treated as a club sport in Amherst, 
and they lost the team for a few years. It was maybe my senior year and about three years after, and then eventually was brought back. But that's a huge, huge window of opportunity. I mean, even for, you know, your family, you know, your girl, her dad, her brother. Um, it's such a big window of opportunity for people to go on to the next level. It's like you almost have to make that available for people. Oh, you know? absolutely. I think it should be treated as a, as a uh, you know, a school sport. It's just pay to play. It's already funded. Um, but I don't under, I never understood why that was treated as a club sport. You know, I think Illyria's is like that though too. They don't have a hockey team. It's a club hockey team. That's even crazier because that's where everyone plays. Yeah. They use Illyria's rink. It's like you think of all the schools, they would have one. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had one ever. It's always been bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everyone also is pay to play though too. Isn't it Amherst like all pay to play? Is that how Illyria is? No. What? You can just play for free? Yeah. Oh hell no! My yeah, dude, it's year, been like that about it since seventh it. grade. No way. Four hundred dollars. Yeah. See, that's unreal. I feel like you go to a public school, you should be able to just play for free. Exactly. That's what it's about—is getting the experience. I know? was the first generation to have to go all the way through paying to play all years, and it was definitely manageable because I was the only one of my siblings old enough mm-hmm. to actually have to do that. But now they're all. You know, Kane is in seventh grade playing football, mm-hmm. pay to play. Gavin and Liam are both in high school, soccer, pay to play. And it's like, you can play all the sports year round just for that 400. But what if you're only doing one sport, you know? Yeah, you're kind of not getting your money's worth done. It's, it, it is kind of fucked, but whatever, you know. Um, apparently, Amherst doesn't want to pay for shit, so yeah. I give it to him. Um, on the topic of school sports, though... You um, are a well-accomplished, well-seasoned wrestler. Pretty decent. Um, in the eyes of many, I would say. And with that, I want to kind of start at the beginning. One, where did you find wrestling, and did you love it from the beginning? Uh, not really, honestly. I, I respect the honesty. Um, I was, what, seventh grade, and I uh, went out for basketball. And Mr. Bloomfield, shout out to you, because you're the one who got me into wrestling. He, you were like, you're too short. <laughs> you're you're not gonna work out. Was he the basketball coach? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, really? Yeah. Football, <laughs> basketball, you name it. But he told me he's like, "You're too short. Here's uh, Mr. Perkins. You should try out for wrestling. You'd be perfect." And then from there, it was just all uphill, except for the first season, because like I think I might ass beat pretty much every single time. Learning the ropes, though. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> dude, I'm 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 cracking up that this dude was the coach for every sport dude he loved it i don't i mean yeah he is good I, I, it's only right that he is dude he retired and does he i'm gonna go buy shit. a plant from him just to good give shit. him some income so you're so when did you get introduced to burnett the the you know when when did that come in uh that was like, seventh and eighth grade, he would come to each junior high and, like, do a practice to show us some things. Yeah. But, like, I got linked up with him because Jimmy Macker and Rick Weber, they were so good in junior high that they would go up to the high school and practice with them. Damn. You so, got to be a pit bull to do that shit. Yeah. And I was like, man, these guys, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I should jump on that train. Were they bitty wrestlers, too? I like, think I think they both were, yeah. Okay. So they knew him for a long time. And then I went up to a practice with them the one day. And I was like, damn, this is this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I like the junior high practice better. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. You get water breaks. I mean, you'd get a water break. Not saying that we didn't get water breaks up there, but it was so hot in that room, and those kids were so much better than any other kid that I've wrestled. Well, those are grown-ass men, too, Doug. Oh, yeah. Those are grown men compared to where you're at. For sure. I mean, but I met a lot of good people through that, though, you know, from different schools, Keystone and Midview and all that, and mm-hmm. it opened up a lot of doors. Absolutely, I'm sure it did. But Burnett, uh, I got like really linked up with him, uh, eighth grade going into ninth because I was in lifting for football because I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a football player, you mm-hmm. know. Again, Jack Gillespie comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, lifting weights. And he's like, yeah, you're you're too small. Let's come wrestle. Damn, bro. But no, it was the truth because then I was in the room messing around like it was before lifting that day and I was just messing around in the wrestling room and I was doing backflips and stuff and he was just like, nope. He was like, 
you're not you're not playing football come on come this way and i was like all right so i just dropped football and started uh doing freestyle practices and which is which is fun i mean that will make you love the sport dude that that was my bread and butter i love freestyle if i could do that over you know folks out of the you know regular season stuff any day of the week Dude, I I didn't really understand freestyle, um, and I used to go to Connor Kamchek like when we were young, mm-hmm. um, to all of his you know club matches, and I just remember like his mom basically like trying to explain it to me before this like match, and I just remember like he got picked up, and the dude just had him on his shoulder and just kind of walked around in a circle and then just took him down, and I was like, this is like some WWE yeah. shit. Um, what? For anyone that doesn't know, explain the difference between like the freestyle. You don't even have to go like Greco-Roman and all that, but like freestyle wrestling to what you would see in season come wintertime. So like the the main difference is like one in like regular season, if you go to pick somebody up and and like throw them, you're instantly going to get hot, uh, hit with a caution or like a slam. And a lot of people, you know, they get slammed. They're like babies and they just pretend to be dead on the floor so they yeah, get absolutely. the win you know i've seen that in the state or uh go some dude did that in the semis at state because if you don't get back up the match will get called right yeah and then you move on exactly but so you can lock your hands and you can throw people And my favorite part which I sh- this is gonna sound pretty bad so if you get taken down in freestyle you get like 15 seconds to like turn a guy and if you don't like just bring you back up to your feet so i take that 15 minutes or 15 seconds like if i got taken down just a nice little break. Yeah. You know, just Get your, your bearings straight. Yeah. That's not bad. But that's really the main, you know, difference. Like, there's a push-out rule, too. So, if you're on the edge of the mat, and in folk style, if you get pushed out, it's no big deal. You're just out of bounds. But if you're in freestyle, and they push you out, it's a point for them. Mm-hmm. So, that's a cheat way. I mean... Dude, that's an easy way. Just yeah. start teching fools from Dude, fucking pushing would, them out. I would get them to, towards the edge of the mat, and then I would literally just, like, take their arms and pull them out. Just like turn my body and pull them out and get a quick point. It was so easy. I remember always when you're mad, you launch somebody, suplex them. It was like a freestyle match. Oh, yeah. Picking them up. Yeah. Dude, it was so much fun doing that. I still do that to the kids like up at the high school because I still help coach. Well, yeah, you it's, stay very active up there. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Those kids, I mean, there's a couple of kids that are really good and I have trouble with because I'm getting older now, but it's. It's so much fun because you're like, oh, man, I'm still super good. But the, you got to remember these kids aren't, you know, didn't go to college and wrestle for a little bit and mm-hmm. don't have that background. They're still learning. So you're yeah. thinking you're pretty tough still. But then you get a college guy that comes home. And you're like, oh, shit, I don't really want to go with this guy. He's going to whoop my ass. <laughs> but, and that's that's I mean, honestly, that if anything is a staple of Elyria wrestling, it is the athletes that are bred from that program. You know, it's insane how Um, many people are. You couldn't even count on two hands how many athletes have just seen success in the high school level and also went on to like to do other things, you know, go on to the next level. Um, It's it's truly amazing that like you got someone like Ben Darmstadt, you know, wrestling alongside Kyle Dake, an Olympian wrestler who just beat Jordan. Like how? How does that take you from just a, a, a kid at Biddy Wrestling in Elyria, Ohio, to wrestling with an Olympian? Dude, it's insane to think about that. Because my, my senior year, no, yeah, Ben was a freshman after my senior year. Yeah. But coming in, Ben was, you know, he's tall, dude. Mm-hmm. He cut down to 120 pounds. I'm like, oh, my God. But Crazy. But he still, still made it to state. And then next year, he, he bumps up. He goes from 120 to 152. I'm like, oh, Man, I don't know how that's going to work. I ended up mm-hmm. taking second in the state, but dude's been just a freak his whole life. Freak super, of nature. Super good kid, and, you know, his skill set is just always developing. He works with some of the top guys, and, you know, as a true freshman, I think, in college, he All-American, which is, like, That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, that I did not know. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And now he, I think, I'm not 100% on this, but he's, like, one of the top uh, coming into this year. 197 or 182 pounders in the country is this a senior year or no i want to say it'd be his junior because okay. like cornell is weird so like when covid and stuff happened i don't think they got the extra year eligibility like everybody else i think cj was kind of explaining that to me because i was talking about kyle dake with him mm-hmm. and i do i i want to say it is a little different there yeah because if you if so ivy league schools didn't let their sports play. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're in class, that still counts as your as a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you don't want to like play your sport, or if you're not playing your sport, you have to like drop out. I think he out. went to a whole different school. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty well, sure yeah, that's yeah. what CJ was saying. Is like he he went to a different school just oh, for that like, semester, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So it didn't fuck with his eligibility. Yeah, but that's a big thing with Ivy League. Like that's crazy. You yeah. Know, like Kent State and you know like Pitt because we have a couple of guys there. Is that they got the extra year? And so that's just considered what a red shirt. Or... No, it was just like a free year. Wow. There's a dude. Uh, I forget his name. Edelman or something like that from Iowa. Mm-hmm. He was at Missouri. He transferred. COVID happened. So he's a four-time All-American <laughs> oh, and Jesus. still can wrestle one more year because he got a free year. Yeah, that's fucking, that's balls, dude. It's, that's that's it's crazy. weird. Mm-hmm. But think about this. You have that year of eligibility, right? Do you have to attend classes? Yeah. It's still no one knows. Well, maybe I, I don't know. At least, yeah, I, I would say, I, I guess I would say, yeah, but yeah, that is that is wild. Dude, if I had that option, like, hey, your eligibility, you don't got to go to class, I'll train all year round for that. Yeah, fact. And just be in freak show shape. Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, there you go. You know, it's it's it truly is amazing. It just this the subtle nods that Darmstadt's received. You know, I don't know if I brought this up to you, but I'm pretty sure I brought it up on the podcast. You know, Ben Askren leading up to his fight with Jake Paul was mm-hmm. on Logan Paul's podcast, the Impulsive Podcast. Did you ever listen to that episode? I, I think I caught a little snip of it. I seen the one where he posted on his Instagram. Okay. Of, Talking about No, where he posted Ben Darmstadt whooping Oh yeah, Jake's Jake Balls. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up addressing it and it just shows you how knowledgeable wrestlers are in the sport overall. Like everyone knows everyone. And like you said, like you met friends from all over that opened up opportunities. So it just shows like how connected oh, everything yeah. is and he's just talking about like ben darmstadt burnett Illyrio wrestling yeah. and it's like eve was talking about who's the coach at westlake i'm not sure anymore i don't and know who, if it's the same guy who do you know remember who it was i don't know his name no i want to say it was like parish or something whoever it was it was logan's coach um even he knew him even ben asker knew him and he was like this is weird that you know this and he's mm-hmm. like well uh, ben Darmstadt used to come to my camps and he was like, so I know a lot about Ohio in particular because of Ben. And I'm like, you just said Ben Darmstadt's name mm-hmm. on one of the biggest podcasts in the fucking world. Isn't that crazy? Insane to me. It was absolutely insane. And like mentioned Illyria and Bern- it was just the craziest shit. I was just like, wow, this shows you the hold that that school has oh yeah in the world of wrestling dude you meet so many like i was talking about like meeting people so i want to say my junior year or sophomore year we went out to san ignatius Mm -hmm. right and we got invited out there because henry cejudo came in and did a camp and he was like yo you guys are one of the top programs like let's have you in and it was like cejudo himself yeah wow and so it was like us san ignatius i think st ed's like the top schools were in there practicing and he was like showing us new stuff, but he gave us a big Olympian poster signed by him and everything. That's fucking like, sweet. Dude, it was raw. So Hudo in the Olympics, dude, he was just a kid. Mm-hmm. Was he 18? Maybe, maybe even younger. I think he was 18 or 19. He was like one of the younger ones. Yeah. And he it's wasn't just the youngest. So Snyder was the youngest to win it. And how old? He was, was 19. He? 19. So okay. he might've even been 20 cause he was training out of Iowa. No, nah, t- dude, talk about a great program. Dude, that I mean, insane. Iowa's insane. Um, dude, I don't even want to get off on that subject. When we take a break, I'll bring it up because <laughs> then we'll have talking points. But um, the freshman year, that's when you started freestyle, correct? Uh, eighth grade going into freshman, which was a big stepping stone for me because I was like kind of new to you know the big time wrestling. And I was the smallest guy. Like There were a couple of guys that were under me. But I was just the best fit for the weight class. So mm-hmm. I was 106 pounds or 103. And so I, my freshman year, I was, I was varsity. And that was like, that's sweet. It was big, you know? Like there was times like back in the day where Eric would be like, oh, okay, freshman, you can leave. I'm like packing my bag. And he's like, oh, whoa, 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 not you, can. Where are you going? <laughs> and I'm like, you said freshman. He's like, you're not a freshman. Get back in the room. I'm like, damn it. Cause those practices you get done. Dude, they're probably grueling. Dude, the, 
yeah, the freshman year practices were like some of the toughest because Eric was still pretty young and he was just ruthless. Taking it to y'all. Yeah, in a, in a great way. Yeah. But I mean, some of my best memories were from freshman year. That's awesome. Watching the brutal fights, like good fights, like, you know, those are your brothers and sometimes mm-hmm. you guys just don't get along and, you know, you just duke it out. I, I've seen people break down and cry. I've seen blood. I mean, everything. And you're just like, dude, this is real. I've never seen people train as hard as, as, wrestlers but to be particular Illyria wrestlers i've never seen something quite like it it gets it gets to a point you know if it wasn't for the surrounding cast of like Illyria wrestling like the coaches the parents all that it it would be tough i'm sure of that they they, uh even to this day you know if you got to go cut weight in the middle of the night you got people there you just pick up the phone yeah and they're there i mean it's insane so i mean Illyria wrestling to me is like the definition of what like a big family is like mm-hmm. you know we we're all family and everything but that kind of culture you could call anybody and it doesn't matter how long you haven't talked to them you guys are gonna pick right back up they got you yeah, yeah. always and that's a brotherhood you cannot and it's honestly like i never knew that like basketball and football were like no like as a kid that's gotta that's gotta be hard mm-hmm. like to be like no and then maybe question like why don't I belong or why am I not being accepted? And then to just be like thrown into a role where like you're a freshman wrestling varsity on one of the biggest fucking teams in the state. Mm -hmm. It's like, did you even process like, was it hard for you to not be accepted by the other sports or did it not even matter once you got this, this role? No, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the varsity spot that, like, made me, like, okay with everything. But Solidified it. I, I was kind of friends with everybody, but we never really paid attention to what was going on outside of our realm because we were so focused on a goal. Yeah. You know, win a state championship as a team, even though the years that I was in school, we didn't have, like, we were we were a tight-knit family, but the way that Elyria Wrestling has progressed and even your kids that aren't necessarily a varsity spot mm-hmm. they're still a part of the group right you know what i mean they all hang out it, it's it's weird back when i was in school you know you had your varsity and you guys all kind of hung out and everyone kind of had their own little groups but now it's just one big group jv so, varsity everything yeah. so but you didn't even like think about other sports because I, I mean back then our football team was okay our basketball team was okay yeah but we were always going to state you, you know? guys were a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing quite like it. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, still to this day, you got, I want to say we finished at least top five last year. Yeah. I mean, every year we're up in at least top 10, mm-hmm. top three sometimes. Always see that newspaper article come out, you oh, know? Yeah. And even afterwards, like, so are Darmstadt and uh, JT the same age? Yeah, they're actually... Brown? Uh, yeah, last year, no, before COVID... Yeah, the year of COVID. They were in the same weight class. Okay. They had to wrestle each other. Wow. At a uh, conference to go to NCAAs. And I didn't know that. Yeah, it, uh, it was crazy to watch. Like They've wrestled their whole lives together. They're brothers. Yeah. Those guys are brothers. Yeah, and then literally having to compete against each other in a real match. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough. It's I, really yeah. tough. I couldn't imagine. Yo, I will give a nod, though. They, I don't know if you follow uh, Jack's um, Instagram account, but his school puts out the most hype dude, fucking training videos of sweet. all time. He's always on there too. And dude, he's just an animal. Well, dude, the boy's a unit, dude. you know? Oh my God. He's um, insane. Holy shit. Is he a specimen? Like, <laughs> wow. I, uh, yeah, I stand Jack Brown. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Dude, he, he had, uh. A good run at Illyria, you know. He mm-hmm. like first coming in, I was like, he's gonna be good, and then he started putting things together. And him and Ben were always working extra and doing stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, this kid is a tank. And honestly, the kid has overcome tremendous obstacles in life, and it shows. Oh, it yeah. shows in his work ethic, his determination, uh, his approach to life in general. It's it's amazing what uh. You know, Jack Brown's been able to do with himself. Yeah, absolutely. Take himself in life. Dudes use the things that have happened to him in life and use it, you know, to help himself and get where he's at. I mean, like you said, dude is amazing. He works harder than anybody I know. Yeah. Anybody. I mean, that is 
something you don't find anymore. And that comes deep within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that shit is not taught. It it's in you. That, oh yeah, that lives in you. It's it's crazy. Um, so a lot of potential there, guys. We are going to take a really quick break, and we're going to get right back into things. And we are back, folks, after a quick break. So back onto the topic of wrestling. You familiar with the uh, Fox Catcher? Story, yeah, the Schultz I, I, brothers. I watched the movie. Uh, the assistant coach at Elyria knows about it a little bit more because he was actually, I think, in college when that happened. Same, same. My dad, that's how I know about it, too. Okay, yeah. Crazy fucking crazy story. Dude, that's insane. Iowa? Was that Iowa? Were they from Iowa? I mean, obviously, they uh, were training for the Olympics, but did, were they from Iowa? I'm not sure where they actually were from, to be honest with you. That's something we'll need to, I'll need to find out. Because great fucking, the movie's cool. I thought it was funny they had Channing Tatum. Yeah, that's... Did fucking great in it. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't see him playing that part, but no. yeah. And, and yeah, I get it. Like, he's a, definitely a, the Chad of actors. <laughs> um, combat sports movies, wrestling movies. You got any top picks, any favorites? Um, Never Back Down is always a good movie. Actually, Never Back Down is fire. On Netflix now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's yeah. how I watched it. Tommy watched it not too long ago. That's uh, dude, that's like an always get you hype movie. Absolutely, just music is fire. Fight. fight scenes are good. You know what my my all time favorite is uh, Warrior with Tom Hardy. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's the one where he fucking dislocates his fucking sh- his brother dislocates his shoulder, and he's like still squared up in the third round with just one fucking arm up, and I'm like Jesus Christ. Like, if this was real, this would be chaotic. Oh, yeah. This would be insane. And it was like a steamer, you know? Like, it was like a it was a, a good event, but, like, definitely on some underground shit. And what is it? No, no. We can't hear you, Tommy. Just No, no, no. Are you... No, I'm asking you. Oh, no. No. But we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I love them. Um... So, you know, you guys want to know something that like I've kind of gotten into is like more so like the documentaries. So like there's a Foxcatcher documentary that's really fucking good. Oh, really? Yeah, really, really good. And I want to say there's like a 30 for 30 on Iowa wrestling as well, which was a powerhouse for collegiate wrestling. I believe they still are. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure they they just won it last year. Did they? Oh, yeah. I've I've really stopped following but you know you're familiar with uh, Brandenburgs, correct? Oh, Sheldon, yeah. Clayton. Yeah. Um, you know I learned a lot. It was like information overload when I met Clayton mm-hmm. and realized like Wadsworth is also a public school that is fucking talented with oh, like mad mad talent with wrestlers. And I feel like they've always given the nod to Illyria, and it's been like a mutual respect. Because it's hard to find public schools oh, yeah. that are even able to compete with schools like St. Ed's or Ignatius, let alone, you know, beat them. Right, yeah. It's crazy. They, I mean, we've had good relationships with Wadsworth for as long as I've known Elyria Wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I met those guys through wrestling and, you know, camps at Eric's, and it, it's just like the brotherhood that we were talking about, you know, it's that public school thing. It's always nice to have that, like, one not rival school, but like a sibling school right? that you're like, all right, they're doing the same shit. We're good. We can go practice with these guys and get better. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go kick St. Ed's ass. Yes. Yes. Because the St. Ed's is always like top dog, you know, private school. Dude, but they get some of the best guys though. Like Mm -hmm. the funniest part though, we've had not we in general, but there's been kids that have lived in Elyria that were state champs for St. Ed's. That's wild. I know. Mark Martin. He was one of them. Your was he your age? Uh, I want to say he he was my age or a year older than me. Okay, so you 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 wrestled with him. You saw yeah him. all the time. Yeah, he was at the barn out in Lagrange all the time. That's so crazy. It, like insane. The people that could have came to Elyria, be I mean just being known with Burnett Wrestling, Elyria mm-hmm. would have been on, like it's on the map. Uh, yeah, and I but already feel like boom. people were people like Darmstadt. Brown, Connor Kamchek, all left Amherst to go to Elyria for high school. Oh, Devin yeah. Price, they all left. Yeah. And and that alone shows you, like, 
you're you're not going on a scholarship. This isn't yeah. a private school. You're just going because you want to be a part of something bigger than you. Dude, it's it's crazy. So I don't know how accurate it is, but there was a point where that kid from Iowa, Spencer Lee, the ta- like nation's top guy right now, he could have came to Illyria. Really? Yeah. Is he from Ohio? Yeah. Where? Where? I don't know exactly where. But okay. He he trained with Eric since he was little. Still does. Wow. He'll still come back for camps and like show stuff, and like wrestle with our kids that are in college. You got to be a fucking absolute beast, dude. To just jeez. I mean, that's like some of the training partners I had though, like coming up, you know, freshman sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Logan Stever, Hunter Stever, Cam Desari, like dude, those dudes were badass. Like still yeah. are. You know, just Logan was a world shit champ. To you. Oh, dude, I was like, like a little rag doll. He's throwing me around the room. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, this is, this is my hero. Yeah. And then I'm getting my ass kicked by him. I'm like, did I learn anything today? Nope, I was on my back. Yeah. And that, honestly, like, that's a good thing to kind of see, like, what, what did this sport teach me in life? You know, like, do you have any major takeaways? Like, I learned this from, from the sport of wrestling, and I owe it to wrestling for this like do you have anything like that yeah absolutely you know discipline is a big one Mm -hmm. you know you gotta be super disciplined to you know go home after practice and know that you're you know point two over you gotta do that little bit extra work at home yeah on top of that you gotta think like okay if i do this i can have a small meal and not push my luck and not be a pig and go in the fridge and be like i'm just gonna be eight pounds over tomorrow i'll get it off yeah you know and then same thing with you know the hard work dude I, I work hard every day and I, mm-hmm. I owe it all to wrestling, you know, and to the coaches themselves, they were, you know, you're not with your family all the time. You're, you're with those guys more than you are with your family. Yeah. So they're like father figures to you and they like shape you to who you are. So I owe a lot of credit to Eric and Jack and, you know, all the other Illyria coaches. Like, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, they've saved me time and time again, not in bad ways, but like showed me the right from wrong and, you know, what you could do. And what you should do, but it's it's ultimately your decision, yeah. And that comes down to you know being disciplined and knowing to take the right path, even though sometimes you do steer off the path a little bit. But they're right there, and they just bump. Which you is okay. Head. I mean, that a hundred percent is part of life, oh, and they're yeah. they're coaching you in such a kind of a critical point in life. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're a teenager, you are learning about kind of what you want to do for the rest of you, like what you want to do in life, who you are as like a young adult mm-hmm. and to like have a mentor that's not just there between these hours, yeah. you know, like I'm here for the three hours after your school day and on the weekend when we have practice mm-hmm. is amazing. You know, you got oh, yeah. someone that's just in your corner. Yeah, absolutely. Through it all. And that you don't really get with football, you know? You got mm-hmm. you got 40, 50 kids out there. They only have a set few relationships with, you know, three mm-hmm. athletes, and that's usually your quarterback, your oh, tailback, yeah. and one of your star receivers. Right. Other than that, they don't give a fuck. Oh, you know? absolutely. That's a cool thing, too, with the coaches. 99% of the coaches knows every kid's name, and, you know, has somewhat of a relationship with them. Yeah, you know, there's my, some rapport there. Right. So you could go in and it'd be the newest kid and be like, oh, hey, how is this class going? I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know the dude's first name. I just go, hey, kid, <laughs> come here. You want to wrestle? Yep. And it's just, uh, it, that's amazing to me is that, you know, like Eric and Jack, they can have that mindset of just being personable with every single kid and making them, f- not not because it's their job to make them feel important. It's, it's how they are they're mm-hmm. just good ass people to where they want to make sure hey if you need something don't hesitate we're here for you right we got you yeah and that so like and that's where like i also want to just you know give you give you the credit where it's due is you went through found great success learned a ton about yourself about the sport and you decide to now go back when you can to give back to the team it takes a special person to be a coach, you know, like being coachable and then being able to take what you've learned and then reapply it as a coach mm-hmm. um, is not easy. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. Where where did that start for you? Like, you know, I'm going to go back and, and show these kids what I was able to learn. 
So like after high school, I like went out and helped out a little bit before I figured out what I wanted to do and everything. Cause after high school, I was kind of a little bit of a mess. You know, I went through some things where I, you know, girl trouble and you know what I'm trying to do with college, my life, mm-hmm. and you know going back to the wrestling, it helped me kind of focus on what I needed to do. Yeah. You know, like I, I got my stuff together. I went to Lake Erie for a couple years, wrestled there, and as I was there, I was coming back and helping. And then when I went, well, when I was done at Lake Erie, I went back. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give back because they helped me get through a rough patch of my life. I'm going to, you know, keep helping. Yeah. And uh, the assistant coach, Jack, had called me like, hey, we got this kid up here who's identical to you and we, we need your help. Like Brendan Fenton. Uh, he, I, he was a freshman. He was like, you know, you need to come in and work with this kid. So yeah. for two years straight, I was in there every single day. And it was just me and him. That dude, I was Damn. his drill partner. And because I was fresh out of college, mm-hmm. this dude, he was like, I don't want to go with him. Like, because, kid, yeah. dude, I would push this kid. Like, the pace was insane. Taking and, him to the depths, you but, know, oh, like Habib talks about taking someone there. Dude, he had it in. He was, there'd be times where he'd be so dead. I would just take him down left and right. And I would have to literally pick him up to get him back on his feet and then just beat the shit off him. Yeah. But it helped him. He took seventh as a freshman, first as a sophomore, first as a junior, and then wow. took second as a senior. Damn. So he took what I was teaching him. And used it. Yeah. But it was insane, though, because it was like a reflection of myself. Mm-hmm. Seeing what he could do and what I know how to do in the little bit that helped him. It, he's, he went to Pitt, and now he's at Kent State. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. He was it it was cool. It's I mean, a good feeling. So even in that second year, you know, him taking first and you being there every day. Oh yeah. It's a huge win as like a coach, mm-hmm. as a as a team. It's a that's a huge win. I think know? it helps too, you know, me being a little bit younger, you know, the coaches they're not, you know, obviously ancient, but mm-hmm. they're getting older up in years. It's easier for me to relate to these kids and which is crucial. Oh, super. You know, if they're going through a problem, they're like not knowing what to do. You know, obviously you don't tell them like, hey, don't do this because it's their own decision. They have to make their own path. But yeah. you have to be a good, strong support that says, hey, you know, this is really the wrong thing. You know, here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, make it as a sense to push them in that right direction, just like Eric did for us. Right. And that's that's honestly something I've I've learned in my lessons of not necessarily coaching, but, you know, um, trying to rebuild my life and then going on to like give back to treatment centers and things like that. Mm-hmm. I almost have to speak in, uh, an I situation yeah. because if I start like saying like you, 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 it's easy as humans, we just shut off from that. You know, oh, like yeah. we're like, yeah, um, you're like basically calling me out or you're telling me how I'm fucking up. So I don't even want to hear it. Mm-hmm. If I just say like, this is what I done and hope that they can relate or it processes it's way easier to get that point across it's super easy i mean that's a big thing for those kids though too because when you start saying oh you got to do this instantly that's like man i got another dad trying to tell me what to do and And they get defensive yep Mm -hmm. especially this day and age kids yeah it's hard it's different you got to be very gentle with them i've I've been blessed to have my brothers so young that I can almost tap into that age, you mm-hmm. know, like where I'm very, very good at being able to communicate with that age. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really have much of a benefit other than being a mentor to my brothers. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they're their friends, but um, it just, it, it does show that the kids need someone that they feel comfortable with and can relate to, to oh, yeah. show them even a good and bad example, you know, like oh, what yeah. to do or what not to do. Oh yeah. Cause you got to share some of your stories with them, even though you don't want to, but yeah. you know, it pushes them cause they're like kind of on that verge of, they might make that wrong decision. You're like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this is what's happened to me. Yeah. You got to think twice about what you're doing, you know? And it's, it's still pretty cool though. Cause after you build that relationship with these kids, even after you, you know, I still talk to Brendan almost daily and it's just like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? What's new? Right. But it's cool because they're they're succeeding after, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. Lear's got so many kids that have gone on, you know, we got kids in Ivy League school, the big tens, like it's insane. And I'm just like, What the hell? Doing big shit. Went from my no one going anywhere. Like you yeah, you'd get a couple of guys that went somewhere, you know, maybe did a couple years and then left mm-hmm. to kids graduating. Like it's huge. Yeah. And 
I mean, scholarships. Mm-hmm. You start like opening that door and soon, I mean, colleges will use that as like a, a, a feeding ground oh, to yeah. just pool talent That's, into I the mean, next level. With Eric and Jack and all the other coaches, everyone knows somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool, too, because you get to meet so many of these big coaches. Like, I think it was two years ago or two or three years ago, we were at Brexville at the holiday tournament. Mm-hmm. We're all just sitting there. We're bullshitting, you know, just talking. And here comes Cale Sanderson from Penn State, like the head coach, Olympian, undefeated in college. To just watch? Just, yeah. But he wasn't watching one of our kids. He was yeah. watching uh, Victor Voinovich from Brexville. He's recruiting him. Okay. And everyone's like, like the whole gym just got quiet. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you see this bald dude walk in. And I'm like, dude, that's Kale Sanderson. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. But in, in, even in high school, I remember that tournament, I had came back from injury and everyone was like, oh, Matt Cannon, he's, he's not going to do anything. He's, yeah, he's poop. I ended up making the finals and showed him. Oh, dude, I had Fuck Ohio State head coach and Kent State coach right there in my semifinals match. Watch me and they talked to me a little bit after my match and stuff. I was like, this is this is pretty. This cool. is it, and that's and that's all you can hope for. It's like it's those moments that you'll you hold on to as an athlete. You oh know? yeah, for sure. It, it keeps you wanting to move forward. I, I mean, I've seen. I don't know if you know my my buddy Richie Spicel at all. He went to wrestle. Um, I want to say he was from Menor, and then went on. He's he's a few years older than you, probably like two or three years older, but went on to wrestle at North Carolina. Um, he was a Tar Heel, and his state match, you know, like you know how it is at states, oh, yeah. just the single mat in a stadium of people. And I was like hype for him. Mm-hmm. Same with Sheldon. Like when I watch Sheldon's um, state match, I'm like, this has got to be the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Dude, it's, it's intimidating a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm not going to 100% sure it is. Like I've been on big stages, but you know, being, I never made it to the state finals, but mm-hmm. I helped Brendan and be like, help him warm up on that. And I was like, dude, I don't know how you did this. Yeah. Cause like the second time around, he's like, yeah, like no big deal. I've I'm been like, here. I was like, dude, I I wrestled Fargo on the big stage, and I was like, you know, looking around. There's a bunch of people. I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. You know, still a lot of eyes, bro. Dude, well, I did good on that match. I pinned my kid in the first period. Yeah, and it was funny because Jack was my coach, and he's big Iowa guy, and the kid was from Iowa. I was like, how'd you like that? <laughs> he was like, oh, okay, all right, calm down. You still got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Humble you a little bit. No, oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. I I mean. Do you have any rituals like when you when you were wrestling? Did you have any rituals? I need I, I'm doing this. I wouldn't say they were necessarily rituals, I, but it was kind of like a tradition that the older guys passed down to me that I kind of tried to keep going with the younger, but the kids don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Always had to have double socks, a black pair of Nikes and a white pair for whatever reason. Don't know Which, why. Like a little bit showing of both. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's cool. And then Stevie Mitchiff did it for a long time, and Cody did it, Egner did it, and I copied that was inside-out sweatpants. Don't know why. Oh, yeah. Still do that to this day. With, Even like, like, the jailhouse look, you tuck yeah. them into your socks and shit. And I always wore this one hoodie. It was, like, from H&M or something, but it was, like, my warm-up hoodie. And th- that was my, like, ritual. Oh, I would never actually warm up. Like, Eric would yell at me. Did you just kick it until your match? I would just like kind of jump around, walk around the mat, and he's like, "Hey, hey, how about you grab Brandon and warm up?" I was like, "Oh, I'm good." <laughs> like, and they're all they'd always be like, "Dude, you got to warm up." I was like, "I'm sweating a little bit, kind of. It's good. just hot in here." And they would get mad, but I'd just walk out there and kind of just do my thing. Some people like that though. Like honestly, I I don't blame you. Like if that if that works for you, why why change it? I mean, the, he did have a sense to it because when I got to college. I learned that you actually have to warm up because if you go out there cold, those boys will work you. A whole different ball game. I'm sure of that. I mean, those dudes come out and it's like they've gone three matches and you're like, oh shit. Like, whole uh, different how's beast. How's this dude going? I'm like, I'm dead after the first period. But I mean, it is, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, back then also, too, everyone, even I forget the dude's name. It wasn't Brakeman. It was Joshua. He, he was like, oh, you know, O'Leary's got this kid, Matt Ken. He's he's decent, but you know, he's just a comeback kid. Because I, I could be down by like, ten points, and literally just come back and be like, okay, it's time to pin this dude. And just <laughs> pin him. 
it's and, over and, now. Dude, that's what they knew me for. I'd be down say, my district finals match. I, I was just happy. I remember lining up in the parade of champions, and I, I forget. I was with two kids from Braxville, and they're just like, oh, like super like nervous and like like just intense. I'm like, dude, why the fuck are you guys intense? Like, we're going to state. We're good. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm getting first or second, probably second, but we're getting first or second. <laughs> and I go out there and I got taken down twice and. You hear Josh Lowe go, up. Oh, it's time. Matt Gaines will do the comeback right here. Second period starts, and I just pinned this kid from St. Ed's, and I was so hyped because that never happened. Like, like everyone says they want to be a kid from St. Ed's, but it takes time to, like, figure them out and everything. But mm-hmm. I pinned that kid, and it was, like, like, one of the coach's sons. Oh, Jesus. It was Heffernan, Colin Heffernan. And I pinned him. Jesus Christ. I pointed – I was going to point towards my mom, and the ref turns my – freaking hand the wrong way i point to the saint ed's crowd and i'm like oh. <laughs> kid threw his metal you. away too we were up on the podium and got his metal fucking just chucked in the trash i'm like who did colin heffernan <laughs> oh was, he was big pissed oh huh? he was pissed wow yeah. i was like damn dude that sucks that's a nice metal yeah <laughs> and, i'll but, take it <laughs> no my jack pulled out because he knew the family pretty well and he gave it to uh, his mom but I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, that's pretty shitty. Like, you can't just be like humble about fucking going to state, dude. I mean, I, I guess in a way, like, I do, I do get it because oh, yeah. there you have so many different personality types in sports alone, but definitely in wrestling, it is hard because mentally you have a whole team and you've trained endless hours, but when when it's showtime, it's mm-hmm. just you. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you and whatever your corner is telling you. But even at that point, like, it's just you and your opponent. Oh, yeah. It's and a, that's some Viking shit, some gladiator shit right there, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, my senior year, I guess, was my best year I ever had just because literally I was like, dude, this is it. Like, It's time to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I was putting on clinics on people. That's good. Like tournaments where i shouldn't even been placing i was winning them and people are like who the fuck is this kid like just some nobody from Illyria. i'm like yeah yeah that's right comeback kid bitch nobody it <laughs> that's was, it that's it the name some... of the episode the comeback kid oh yeah <laughs> dude i had to wrestle this kid in high school i forget his gunner gunner something he went to Baltimore. wallace he was all american for them kid was blind like legally blind it was the hardest thing i've ever had to do is wrestle somebody you had to put your hands like one under one over Wait, what? There was, like, special rules? Yeah, to... which what? was bullshit, in my opinion. That I mean, is bullshit. The... But you couldn't break contact. So, so you always had to stay touched t- up? Yeah, always. So the dude was There's whooping no my ass. Box and no... Well, yeah, because he knows how to fucking wrestle yeah. that way. That is 100% bullshit. Oh, I don't I know. know who let that fucking happen. Yeah, the rules. Yeah, it's just Stupid the rules. That's who rules. let it happen. <laughs> but my buddy who went to Barberton, Kobe, he went to Notre Dame too, but he's badass. He fights on the main shit now too. Okay. He told me, he was like, yo, fuck with this kid. He's like, when he goes to line up, whatever hands he has, just put your hands on top or hands on bottom. Like, just fuck with him. Mm-hmm. And kid was getting pissed. He was like, you go like this. I'd be like, nope, both on top. He'd be like, no, you gotta go like this. And I'm like, no, no nope. like this. And I don't like, have to do anything. But I was, I was on the right though. As long as I was touching him, I was fine. Did you end up whooping him? No, so I I did beat him, but like he was beating my ass. Like, like yeah, I, was like, I mean that's got to be hard. bro. He'd grab me, barrel roll me. I'm like, dude, I can't stop this. What do I do? And you don't know how. And Eric just looked at me in the corner. He's like, you know, do what you do best. And I was like, all right, come back. <laughs> well, I got this little move on bottom. Like I like bait people into thinking they're gonna like turn me, and mm-hmm. then I'll just this weird roll. I roll through, and then I just pin them. That's what you did. Yeah. That's almost, I did that to almost like every kid. Dude, it's good. That's honestly, and that's another reason I understand why those dudes are up there pissed off after they lose because in their minds, they're up 10, 10 nil or 10 oh, yeah. 1. They think, like, I'm about to fucking about to do yeah. him dirty. I'm about to get to 15 and we're, we're done. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, and then it doesn't. And then they lose after they've pretty much in their mind said, I've won. Mm-hmm. It's got to, to me, I'd be pissed. Like, if I was, if I thought, I got this in the bag, and then I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'd be pissed. I would be so fucking mad. So I do, I do understand why they're throwing medals away and getting yeah. mad at you, or getting mad in general. It makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. And that at the end of the day, I care about you, not them. So, dude, I don't there, care. There was one match in high school where, like, I swear to God, I wanted to break this kid's nose so bad. And for me to say that, it's just like I'm not that type of. You're person. not that athlete, yeah. But it was a Strongsville kid. It was my. I think it was my senior year. Yeah, it was my senior night. 
Kid walks Damn. in, I'm on weight, and he comes in, he dropped a weight class to wrestle me. Mm-hmm. And he thought he was big shit because oh, he, he wanted to wrestle you? Yeah, bad. <laughs> Weirdo. And he thought, because he plays at districts, which, okay, you could take six at districts, doesn't mean you're going to state. Like, yeah. You get a medal, cool. He was like, walks in, two pounds underweight, he's like, I'm going to whoop your fucking ass tonight on your senior night. I, I was astonished. I was like. Okay, fanboy. I was like, what the fuck just happened? So I went out there, and I literally did everything in my power to break this kid's nose. And I didn't. Just but grinding dude, I was shit. trying so hard. Oh. I'd get on top and throw a boot in, and I'd literally just, like, pretty much punch him in the face. Yeah. And the, the ref kept saying, hey, you got to watch that. Hey, I was like, all right, no problem. So I started taking my palm and just right up his nose. Ooh. And at the end of the day, the kid was like, yeah, I don't want to wrestle you anymore. And You I, fucked him up. I attacked him. Oh my God. Ah, dude, that was Imagine the only match that I've ever that. been that pissed. You go down a weight class. One, you seek out someone, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're such a fanboy. You seek this dude out. You go down a weight class. You decide to make it known that I, I'm here for you. I'm like some Russian Rocky Balboa shit. And then you get teched. Yeah. And, and not only that, you get fucked up. While getting teched. Here's the That's got to be incredibly embarrassing. Oh, I thought it would have been, right? So yeah. we go up to conference, and I'm, I'm getting ready to wrestle my first match against some, some kid. And he had just got off the mat, and he comes up to the fucking table and just waves his paper at me like, see you in the finals. I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. I'm going to fuck you up even more. Yeah. Kid ended up getting pinned the next match. And, <laughs> and then I just walked past him. I was like, what happened in the finals? <laughs> I shouldn't have said oh that, God. though, because yeah. that bit me in the ass in the finals. I actually lost conference finals to some kid from uh, Solon, but I just... I it was know. the point. It was the, yeah. it was the purpose, the principle. Man, that kid. Damn. Was... I know. Yeah, but I mean, still, even to this day, if I seen that kid, I probably would still kick his ass. Yeah, he it's still on sight. Me. It's on sight, boy. Don't let me see you in Strongsville. <laughs> well, dude, thank you for being on the episode. I know we got to wrap up. We got... You know, you got things to do. We all got things to do. Um, thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, we did get, we secured Happy Dad, just so you know, the seltzers. Oh, shit. No really. So we're thinking we're going to get you, Max, a few other guys to do a live taste test. Probably not a podcast, but Dude, I'm down. a taste test on the vlog or something like that. So um, before we wrap up, you got anything you want to shout out? You know, shout out to Lear Wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are doing a great job and keep it up. Let's get it after the season, you know? Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, the guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. Season four, episode two. We'll see you next week.